Yeah, it sounds like the rest of the show. Hey, listen to Commander Cook Out Podcast, episode 243. I'm Brando. I'm here with Ryan. We're going to the Ark Stonks. I've been talking about another book deck. Now, hit our theme song! Hey, Ryan. We're back for yet another whirlwind adventure. How you doing? Good. What is going down? Whole ton is going down. We got some stories to tell, an interesting retail find to show off, some <laughs> people to thank. But before we get to any of that, we have to thank our official business daddies, FusionGamingOnline.com. They are your source for all your gaming needs. Ooh, very much so. And you say interesting retail find, and I can guarantee that FusionGamingOnline.com does not have the thing we're about to show off. Yeah. And because they don't, they're going to be less money than where this came from. <laughs> exactly. And if you want to save even more money. Oh, that is <laughs> king of the segue. You can use CCO Fusion 5 promo code to get 5% off your entire order. Now, Brando has got a collector box. But it's not what you think. It's, look at this. Look at this is a box. Like for those of you who aren't watching on YouTube, like That's it's one collector booster pack box. It's somewhere in between like a, a VHS. It's like a Betamax tape if you remember those, but nobody remembers those. It's like a small board game. Yes, it looks to be the size of like a a hardcover book. It's and, so and huge. That's, that's not even why we're a book deck today. <laughs> no, that has nothing to do with it. And these things, I found them at retail. I actually saw a couple guys buying them, and I was like, hey. For 45 fucking dollars at Walmart. Don't go to Walmart to buy magic cards, even if they're like, oh, yeah, these are pretty strong. Oh, everybody get them. How many should I buy? No, fuck that. Don't yeah. do it. Yeah, dude. And I saw a couple people, like, being suckered into buying these effing things, and I was like, hey, can I... Do you do anything with the boxes? No. Can I have one? And they just <laughs> pulled the plastic off, and the pack isn't even... It's just loose in there. Show them the, the inside. Oh, it's the greatest. I'll take the... It's just a white tray. It's not even stuck. It's not even glued in there like when you buy a spell book or a Commander Collection Green. It's like a loose pack inside this huge cardboard box. It's ridiculous. So remember when we were talking about the no packaging commander decks that you can get? Yeah, this is where all the packaging went. Yeah, what they're saving on your no packaging commander decks that you can order online, they're making up for in spades with garbage like that. Yeah. Where... And we're not like we're not like save the planet cookout podcast, but but there's a you, certain point where it's like you're paying fifty percent more for that from a box retailer instead of a local game store or somewhere like FusionGamingOnline.com, your source for all your gaming needs, and you're getting this box that you're just gonna throw in the garbage. It's gonna sit in a landfill or like whatever it is, right? Like, yeah, I'm not a fan. It's a high quality box. Like it's, it's not, but is it a fifteen dollar piece of cardboard? If, Fuck if no. you're if you're into boxes, yeah. Well, I mean, everybody needs boxes to keep cards in and stuff. But you can't even. But it's you can't not hold a deck in that. It's not. Sh well, you you could. <laughs> that would be funny if you use those as your deck boxes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's the uh, thing that you will not find at FusionGamingOnline.com. What you will find is super sweet full art foil attractions, full art foil sword of fire and ices. Pygmy hippos, full art foil souls fire eruptions. Those, those sound like your wish list or your shopping cart. A secret lair goblin sharpshooter. And you are right. All of those things were on my wish list, off my wish list, in an envelope, on my way to my house right now. With a discount of 5%, 5%. with the CCO Fusion 5 promo code because you're going to buy them anyways. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Look at We're fucking salesmen. Sorry, everybody. Yeah, that's not that's, sorry, though. Okay. Okay. We got some podcast business. Let's let's take okay. care of some biz. Okay, we're, we're, we we talked about the business daddy. Now let's talk about the business boys. BBO. Who are who? Not to be confused with DDO. Fuck those guys. Yeah. Man. Fuck those guys. Stinky Onion Pack. Yeah. Got to give that away. Right. The guesser of Uvilda and Nasari from last week had to write it down. Never would have remembered. Uvilda and Nasari. Shitty Joira and Shitty Atali. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I remember doing that deck now. Yes. George Harmon. Yes. George Harmon. He's Who's the winner. He needs to be more careful if he's Harmon. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Don't yes. do that. George Commandercookout at gmail.com. You let us know that it was you, that you were the winner of a booster pack, where to send it, and or if you'd like to donate it to, I'm just going to call it the Christmas Charity Booster Pack 
pile. <laughs> the booster pack pile. <laughs> we need another stinky onion bag. The stinky Santa sack. There it is. The, Fucking alliteration. Alliteration, baby. That is excellent. <laughs> got there. Got there. Got there. Okay. Big thanks to all the subs. Thank you. Yeah. A, new, a couple new subs on YouTube. Don't forget to check out CCO's Top 5 in 5. Top 5. Stonks Haven pickups. Yeah, as part of the arc of uh, Strixie Hangle. Stonks Haven. St yeah. Yeah, because mm -hmm. that, that's the arc. Now, speaking of the arc of Stonks Haven, we do have a Stonky Boy to do a deck on. This week's Stonky Boy, Cody Vociferous vociferous codex i keep wanting to call him cody voracious codex like he's trying to like eat things but that's not what it says anyway he's yeah. a one four for three you can't cast permanent spells oh i like him already he's telling us we can't do one thing that we must do to play magic and then like the it. rest of the card says four tap add wooberg when you cast your next spell this turn exile cards from the top of your library until you exile the instant or sorcery card with lesser mana value until end of turn you may cast that card without paying its mana cast put put each other card exiled this way on the bottom of your library in a random order so pay four to get five so baseline it's a decent mana rock it's it's a mana rock that gives us one mana of any color sort of yeah he's better of. than those lands that do that yeah, you got to pay five. But he is a creature, right? So he yeah. can't tap right away. So baseline, he's a mana rock that we can use mana and instant and sorcery cascade. Yes, that's why you read it fast because when I say instant and sorcery cascade, that means yeah, non-permanent cascade, I guess, which is instant and sorcery. Yeah, yeah. So we're 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 building the deck around this, and this is a deck submitted by friend of the show Chuck. Rogers, he sent it in, and he says, "I got this garbage deck. This is the second one I submitted for Cody, and I liked it because it was different than some of the other Cody stuff that I saw, and I liked it because some of the stuff that we had in our head to yeah. go along with this deck to maybe improve it or tune it up a little bit oh, yeah. is really cool, and we thought of a really good, a really fun kind of thing that we could do with it yeah. that involves just like plopping your whole deck onto the table and saying like." subtract your life totals <laughs> type type thing and we'll yes. talk about that in a minute yeah, but we'll get there in a minute in a minute <laughs> yeah. before we do though we've got some we've got some more people to thank okay. and i think a story to tell so where do you want to go first let's thank the people let's thank, thank the them. people the people of the nation yes cco nation that is and they are the people in the nation that have gone above and beyond just the 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 subs and the likes and the shares the retweets these are the people that have gone to patreon.com slash cco podcast and they've pledged their hard-earned dollars to help keep the show running. We appreciate you very much. So we just uh, we just re-upped some some storage and some bandwidth stuff. So oh, that's yeah, fun. Costs costs a little bit of money. The website hosting, all that stuff, costs a little bit of money. So big thanks to first patron. This is an increased pledge. This is Kyle Sweeten, sweetening the deal. Oh wow. Yeah. So big thanks, big F you. F you, bud. I don't remember his actual nickname, but I know that he is sweetening the deal. I'll take it. I'll take it. Mm -hmm. And I guess so will he. Okay, first shout out and nickname. It's one of the benefits. Benefits. Da benefits. <laughs> yeah, yeah. CCO Nation with benefits. Daniel Waldron. Waldron. Ooh, Weldron. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's like Jessica Rabbit, where he's well-drawn. Oh, yeah. I was going to say he's like that naked thinking dude. No, he's not drawn, though. He's sculpted. That's different. Wow, we don't know. Daniel Waldron could be sculpted out of just brick muscle. Well, he might be, but he's also well-drawn based on his name. I thought it was going to be a Wahlberg joke, or I thought it might have been like a like a Voltron joke because he's Waldron. Waldron, Voltron. I guess. It's close. I, I like the well-drawn Jessica Rabbit. Well-drawn well drawn Voltron. That works, too. That works, too. Yeah. Big thanks. Big F you. Yeah, and you, do, do you know what? If if you are super jacked and just walk around super naked. No nudes. Oh, we haven't asked for no nudes in a good long while. Yeah, and it shows. I made a cam girl reference yesterday. <laughs> it shows. No, it doesn't. It doesn't because we haven't seen any. Do you remember the best nude? The best nudes we ever got? Other than the, the actual nudes that Kyla sent us of, like, of... <laughs> very large members and, and I didn't know it was her and I was like oh look at these nudes we got anyways the best nudes we ever got were full frontal unsleeved cards yeah and half frontal and just like 
bottom only with the sleeve upside down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man, those are so clever. Those are pretty good. We got one more shout-out. Tell me. One more patron thank you. And this is a pseudonym, and he's got a bunch of underscores in it like it's an email address from grade six. God damn God damn it. The underscore bant underscore truck 23. The bant truck 23. I don't even know what to think. Justin Dillinger. <laughs> that sounds like a baseball player. Maybe he is. He sounds like he's he's a shortstop for like the Cincinnati Reds. Good. Wait, is the Cincinnati Reds? Yes. New favorite baseball team. <laughs> yeah, because they have a color. And it's red. <laughs> oh, shit. I hope that they're good. Are they good? Ah, I don't know. They, don't like, know. where are they at? Like, if Cincinnati. This, <laughs> if this is the basement and this is, like, the the Yankees, where oh, well, are the, the Reds? Yankees are down here right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but for the sake of argument, let's say they're here. Where the, the Dodgers. Show this me. is the Dodgers. Okay, show me with your hand. Where are the Reds? I don't know. I don't know. I actually don't know. There's oh, there's 30 some teams and I don't watch the and Reds. They play 800 games a season. Yes. I made the joke the other day at the station where it was like, yeah, the baseball season just started and the Blue Jays are already 0 and 12. No, they're not. And Gary gave me a, a dirty look. No, they're like they're doing good 14 and 13 or something. They're a game above 500, Ooh. which is actually good based on their last two years and that a couple other teams in their division are... Whatever, we're not baseball yeah. podcast. <laughs> Big thanks to the patrons. You've got a story that involves some members of CCO oh, Nation, yeah. I think, too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was playing with The Prophet, whose name I can never goddamn remember, and I'm sorry, dude. He's The Prophet. Von Doom and Lenny. Never heard of them and don't know their names either. And we're playing this. It's like Lenny's playing uh, group hug mill Traxa. Oh, yeah. Uh, fog Traxa. Oh, yeah, yeah, We built that deck, FYI. We did. So you can't complain about it. <laughs> no, I didn't. I, I am not. And Von Doom was playing some kind of group hug slug Rakdos madness. And Prophet was on some mono white. What the hell? I don't know what's going on. What? None of them creature focused. And I broke out Obeka, which is all about taking other people's creatures and winning with them. Yes. So, like, we're all just. Nobody's doing anything. We're all just fucked. And we're on, like, turn 16. <laughs> and I'm looking for, like, a, we've wheeled, like, eight times. We're looking for an out. And Lenny's got that book. All throwback to our deck today. The book that you can either tap to put a counter on or tap to everybody draw cards equal to the number of counters on it. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't remember. It'll but be on the screen if you're watching on YouTube. And if you know it, you know it. And you can just yell it at us. Yes, and we'll, we'll hear definitely you. hear you. And still not mention it. Yes. And so I'm thinking, I'm looking for an out. I'm looking for an out. I'm looking for an out. And I look at my hand and I look at my graveyard, which is like super tall by this point. And I'm looking at that and like, okay, I can, I can totally sneak this in. So... Prophet's going before me. He ends his turn. At the end of his turn, I activate my time stream navigator to give myself an extra turn after this one. Ooh, that's a good one. So now I've got two turns in a row coming up. Upkeep of my turn. Your first turn. My first turn. I turn my Demir Doppelganger into the the red-blue guy that lets you gain control of target opponent's permanent. Sure. Dominus of Fealty or whatever the hell his name is. Yeah, sure. To steal... Lenny's book that taps to make everybody draw cards. Okay. And I'm big braining him because I know he's going to tap it in response. I know he's going to fucking tap it in response. <laughs> so he does. He does. And so, in, so he does. So as he does. you got to use S's at the end of the words correctly. And in response to him doing that, I turn with my steal the book thing trigger on the stack, I turn my Dominus of Fealty into a hull breacher. So I'm going to get me six treasure tokens instead of anybody drawing cards, and I'm going to draw two. So in response to that, Lenny activates his white parallax thing that I forgot was there to remove my hull breacher from the game. He exiles it until all the fade counters are gone, then they all come back. Yeah. It's like fading um, parallax wave. Yes. Uh, parallax wave. Yes. I think. Yes. So in response to that, I chaos warp his fucking parallax wave. And Lenny counters my counters my chaos warp, and then Prophet's like, I don't like that parallax wave. So he counters Lenny's counter. So I freaking can't can't Lenny just take all the fade counters off instead of countering like in response? To well, your... Yeah, but then I just get my hull breacher back. Oh yeah, all of this is still on the stack. <laughs> like this is in response to everybody draw two cards. So the fucking everything counter 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 chaos warp hits the parallax wave, blows it up. Lenny goes through the thing, gets nothing. Draw two on the stack. I'm going to get a bunch of treasure tokens. Prophet's like, 
hang on a second, bud. And generous gifts my fucking hull breacher. Oh. So I get an elephant, and then we all draw two you couldn't, cards. You couldn't have flusterstormed them or something? I was out of freaking... I didn't have any counter magic oh, in my dang. hand. So all of that resolves. We all draw two cards. Then I gain control of this book. Taps, untapped, shitty it gain, book. It gains haste and untaps because of Dominus' oh, fealty. Yeah. Then I actually start my turn, and I'm sitting there thinking that was my only out. It was my only out, because what I was going to do was with my Hull Breacher, I was going to tap the book again to get six more treasures, and then I was going to play the thing that you win on your upkeep for having ten treasure tokens. Oh, yeah, Revel in Riches. Revel in Riches, and then just start my second turn and win. Oh. But I got blown the fuck out, and I just had nothing for the rest of the damn game. Nice. Oh, it was the most EDH thing in the world. Yeah. Yeah, you call a judge over to say, hey, we forget we forget how the stack is ordered. <laughs> and we forget what stuff's on the stack. Then he just looks at you and goes, EDH players. God damn it. And walks away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it was awesome. It was oh, a man, super great, great game. And it was one of those three-hour games that didn't feel like a three-hour game because it was super crazy. Oh, yeah. I, I know people's attention spans are, are getting shorter and the, the format's getting faster and more efficient and stuff. But if you're hanging out with friends... Three hour games, a three hour game, you're playing magic. It's three hours you're hanging out with your friends. It was a good time. Lenny ended up winning by drawing us all oh, yeah. to death. That's, damn that's the thing. Just just on turns. <laughs> just on turns. <laughs> it a hundred turn game. That was it was something. M- minus else. all those book turns where you drew two cards. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was a thing. But it was a great game, and I just wanted to tell that story because those kinds of interactions are why we play EDH in the first place. Yeah, and you know what? Like in store plays starting up in June sometime for a lot of the of the free yeah. but until then and probably after then because in-store playing canada is a little bit behind about probably two months i bet you by the end of august start of september we'll be back in the store which is cool just in time for our fucking birthdays yeah just thought of that best, best birthday presents ever yes from the universe yes if uh if you want to get a game in i can't really stream but at cco brando on twitter and if we ever do stream together or it's a weekend thing and i'm over at brando's house and i'll just bring my cards and maybe we can set up a game sometime yeah i'm happy yeah. to do that any time you're free you can you're you as in Ryan, i'll just, I'll just come you, over when you're at work so i don't have to play with you <laughs> hey and, fuck i'm just knocking on your door and you as in you and the nation are more like if you want to play with us we are available to do that ryan's a little bit tougher to get than i am but we're both here and i'm more than happy to have ryan over we can drink beer and play magic with Ooh. our friends i'm i'm very up for that yeah okay final thing about drinking beer then we're talking about a deck finally fucking 17 minutes these guys never talk about magic we told, we told a magic story yeah whatever <laughs> I got the I got the CCO hat on today. You know what that means? Tell me. We're filming. Oh yeah. Some YouTube content. So again, check out the latest top five in five. Check out the one from a couple weeks ago because what's coming up next is some more stonky content. Oh, it's gonna with, be with booster packs that we're opening that that aren't forty five dollars that come in boxes from Walmart. And we're probably gonna <laughs> drink. And I hope I can take Brando to fucking Pound Town. Probably won't. Yeah. Should we, we do a deck? Let's let's oh. do that. Okay, so Cody Vociferous Codex. I probably should have mentioned this off air. What the hell does Vociferous mean? Do we know? Oh, yeah, we do know, but I don't remember. It's like very um, boastful or... or... We're both looking it up at the same time. Vociferous. Especially of a person or speech vehement or clamorous. Why would you use two words that you need to fucking define in the definition of a word? That's ridiculous. Vociferous, clamorous, blatant, strident, boisterous, obstreperous means so loud or insistent as to compel attention. There we go. There it is, yeah. There it is. It's a loud-ass thing. I've got also to convey the insistency of a demand or protest. Clamorous. And we are certainly doing that in this deck, and that we are protesting what we are going to do, and then we are going to do it, or we are going to fail. I think that we should be VCO Podcast, Vociferous Cookout Podcast. (laughs) (laughs) This sounds like us. We are that. Right? We could be on the cover of that book. That'd yeah, yeah. I think I I would be the book, and you would be like the little stand that he's on. I'm, I imagine the little stand that he is on walks like a spider, <laughs> <laughs> even though it's just like metal because it's enchanted, <laughs> right? Okay, so that's us. We should start with with the creech because the creech are a little bit gonna tell us what we're doing, what the deck is is about. And they might be saying, "Oh, there's creatures." Yes, there's thirty of them. And yeah. then you might say, <laughs> "But you can't play any of them." <laughs> well, we'll get to that in a few minutes. We'll get to that. First creature, 
Angel of the Ruins. Okay. This is a seven drop five seven angel flying, enters the battlefield, exile two target artifacts and or enchantments. That's actually I like that effect. The effect is cool. The effect is good. It also has plane cycling for two. Hmm. So you can discard it and find a planes, put it in your hand instead. Yes. Cool. You draw a card, but it's it has to be a planes. Yes. Doesn't have to be a basic planes. No? No, just a planes. A planes card. Wow, I yeah. never knew that. Yeah, so you can get your get your oh, shocks, th- get your duels. That that actually leans into one of the things we were talking about even more. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. Next up, we have Archetype of Imagination. A 3-2 for 6. Creatures you control have flying. Creatures your opponents control lose and cannot gain flying. Hell yeah. yeah. I like that one. I like this next one too. Archfiend of Ifnir. Oh, baby. 5-4 Cycler. Whenever you discard or cycle a card, you put a minus one, minus one counter on each mother-ass creature your opponents control. And he flies. Shit, yeah. Yeah. I like him a lot. So we've seen two cyclers so far. So, like, we're putting two minus one counters on guys. How about Desert Ceridon? What the fuck? This is a 6-4 for six cycling. Huh. That's it, yeah. Dryad of the Elysian Grove. Oh, hey, this is this is a mana dork. This is one of the most expensive cards in the set, actually. It's or in the in the deck. This is a two-four plain additional land, and your lands tap for any color. They are oh, each th- basic th- land. Sorry, type. they're each basic land type. Yeah. yeah so we, he's a mana fixing type guy. I don't know if that actually matters in the deck, but cut him. It's, it's an important cut him differentiation to make. Cut him. Cut him. Eternal Dragon. This is a 5-5 a five, five for 7, flies. Ooh. You can pay 5 to get it back into your hand during your upkeep, but it also planes cycles. Neat. Okay. I like this one, Fiendish Duo. Yeah, this is from the, the this is from like a board game or something, right? I think so, yeah. This is a 5-5 five, five for 7, first strike. If a source would deal damage to an opponent, it deals double that damage. So this is a damage doubler, but a creature. And, Ryan, it's not 5-5 five, five for 7, it's a 5-5 five, five for red, red, Four, which oh is, yeah! As we all know, my favorite <laughs> mana cost. What the fuck? That's the weirdest thing to have a favorite of. I have a favorite everything, Ryan. Do you have a favorite podcasting partner? Yeah, is Max it- Crandell. <laughs> I love that guy. Oh, I just, oh, I just got destroyed. <laughs> oh man, I just got fucking, I just got taken a pound town. <laughs> Max Crandell, he says. Well, my favorite fucking podcasting partners. Ugh. You can't even go any lower than I did. You can't <laughs> scrape the barrel harder than I just did, man. <laughs> oh, man. <dang. sighs> the next creature, Ryan, is a Golgari Grave Troll. This is one of the reasons I picked this deck, because I knew that you would love to play and talk about any deck that plays Golgari Grave Troll. You're damn right. Yeah, this is a 0-0 zero, zero for 5. Whoa. <laughs> so he's right up there with CCO fucking classics. Yeah. <laughs> Great power toughness to mana cost ratio. Yes, there. yes, yes. When he enters the battlefield, no, he enters the battlefield with a plus 1, plus 1 counter, counter on it for each creature in your graveyard. Ooh. So we've seen a few cyclers already. That might, he might be a 1-1. One, one. Yeah. Okay. You can pay 1, remove a plus 1 counter from him, and you can regenerate him. Ooh. Yeah, who gives a shit? Read the read the good part, Ryan. Read the good part. Dredge, six. Yeah, baby. Yeah, so what that means for any new members of the nation or people who don't play Modern or Legacy is if he's in your graveyard and you would draw a card, you can instead mill the top six cards of your library, that is Dredge six, and then you put Golgari Grave Troll back into your hand. Hell yeah. Yeah. That is fucking good that's a cool one can you give him cycling like is there a thing that gives cards in your hand cycling where you could like cycle the Golgari grave troll and then draw him with just draw him back with his own thing uh you could you could play something like tortured existence which is discard a creature card to get a creature back from your hand onto the or sorry black discard a creature get a creature from your graveyard to your hand yeah, yeah, that's yeah. an enchantment from Stronghold, I think. Yes, I play it in... Super Metal Art, too, I eh? I played it in Hirobi. Yeah, that was a good-ass card. Yep. Let's keep going. Yep. Hermie D. Hermie-ass D? Hermie-ass D. This is Hermit Druid. This is the one, another reason I picked this deck. He's <laughs> one of my favorite cards. He's a 1-1 one, one for 2, and you pay green, tap, reveal cards from the top of your library until you reveal a basic land card, and you put all the revealed cards into your graveyard, and you put the basic land into your hand. 
sick. So you just mill, and this is a five color deck, FYI, everybody. Yep. You were not playing very many basics, but we're going to talk about Hermit Druid some more when we talk about the land. Greater Sandworm. Greater Sandworm. He's a 7 7 cycler. Gr- Grand Granitic Giant? Granitic ti- Titan. Titan. Yeah, that's a weird word. He's a 5 4 cycler. Hmm, I'm starting to see a theme. Igneous Pouncer. A 5 1 haste swamp cycling mountain cycler. Jungle Weaver. Junk Weaver? Don't, Don't Google, Google that. Don't Google that. Do not Google that. That is a, a 5 6 reaching spider cycler. Crosian Tusker. Oh, this is a cycler, but this is a good card. Yeah. This is a this is six five for seven, which makes it sound bad. But this it cycles, and when you cycle it, you may search your library for a basic land card, reveal it, put it into your hand, then shuffle. That's Neat. fine. That's a cool card. Yeah. Ridge Ranit. That's a five five haster. Rampaging hippo. I was looking at the wrong card. We've got Ridge Renee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were talking about Lava Serpent. Oh, yeah. 5-5 five, five Cycler, 5-6 five, Cycler, 6-4 Cycler. They're all fucking Cyclers. Ruin Grinder. He's a 7-4 Cycler. The Scion of Darkness. Oh, this is a cool one. This is a 6-6 six, six Cycling Demon with uh, Avatar with Trampski. Cycles for 3. When he deals combat damage to a player, you may put target creature card from that player's graveyard onto the battlefield under our control. You can kind of see his peen. Oh yeah, I was too busy looking at all his muscles. Like, what is this? That's a that's a peen, Ryan. That's a little itty bitty oh, avatar peen. Yeah, you would think that if he's like the embodiment of darkness, he'd have a bigger peen. I guess so. Maybe he's not playing enough um, uh, cabal coffers in Urborg. <laughs> he hasn't hit enough uh, giant growths. I guess not. Bam, 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 or maybe bam, bam. he's been hitting too much giant growths, um, uh, anabolic I, style, to get them big muscles. I get you, <laughs> Sheffit Monitor. That's a cycler. When you cycle it, what happens? Oh, search your library for a basic land card or, or, or desert. And then put it into play. Okay. We are playing some deserts. We could maybe play more deserts instead of basics to make our Hermie D a little bit better. Yeah. Okay. Titanoth Rex. This is a cool card. This is an 11-11 for nine. So good, good on the old vanilla scale. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to pay nine. He tramples. When you cycle him, because he cycles, you put a trample counter on target creature you control. Ooh. I don't mind that. Terror of the Peaks. Terror of the Peaks. This represents one of our win cons, and we're going to find out why in a second. This is a 5-4 dragon for 5. Spells your opponent's cast that target him cost 3 extra life, right? And it, yes. that's not ward pay 3 life because they're not countered. They just like can't target him unless they pay 3 life. Right. Right. Whenever another creature enters the battlefield under your control, Terror of the Peak steals damage equal to that creature's toughness. Power. Power, sorry, to any target. So this is Warstorm Surge or Pandemonium, but on a creature. Yeah. Which is important. Just pretty dang good. Also, if you were to like repaint this card so that the head looks like a nipple, that would be really Terror funny. of the Peaks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have painted that card. With a nipple head? No, no nipple head. Well. Let's just move on to Dink Seed Imp. Yeah, oh, speaking of painting different kinds of heads on things, Dink Seed Imp. <laughs> Don't Google that. <laughs> this is another dredger. Yeah. This is a 1-2 flyer that that kind of has death touch. We're yeah. going to call it death touch. And then it dredges five. So if he's in your graveyard and you draw a card, you mill five instead. Urabrask the Hidden. Creatures we control have haste, and your opponent's creatures enter the battlefield tapped. What's important is this is a creature that gives haste. Yes. Okay, so people are maybe starting to put together. We mixed them all up. Usually if we had custom fucking categories. Yeah, we would. uh... We would have all the cyclers in a category, and we would have all the ability granters like Urabrask in a category. Yeah. Okay. Valley Ranit. Cycler. Void Beckoner. Cycler. I am offended that that is not Space Godzilla Death Corona. Yes. Because that's what that is. Waker of Waves. This, does it cycle? No, it doesn't. You can discard it, though. (laughs) (laughs) And look at the top two cards of your library. Put one of them into your hand and the other into your graveyard. Oh, that's like two cycling. Super cycle. Super cycle. It's a cycle. Wirewood Guardian? That's a fucking cycler from Scourge. And Yadaro Wandering Monster. That cycles it, but if you cycle it four times, <laughs> you, can, <laughs> yeah. you can you get a big benefit, but yeah. we're never going to do that. You cycle it into play. Yes, and that's that's a Godzilla card, too. Yes, there's a few Godzilla cards that don't have the Godzilla arts. I am very offended. Chuck Rogers, get your shit together. Yeah, get your life together, sir. 
Okay, so we saw 30 Creech, we saw a bunch of cyclers. That is a little bit of theme. The the basic land cyclers are are important because they're gonna suck those basics out of our deck. Yep. Right. And the Cross and Tusker and that other one that gets a a, a lizard. Yep. Yeah. Important because we're playing Hermit Druid. Yes. We're, we've got some dredgers, so we know we want to fill up the graveyard. Yep. Could probably use a couple more dredgers because why not? Yeah, why the hell not? Some <laughs> of them are creatures. Some of yeah. them are even good. Yes. Yeah. I think the best I think the best dredge card in EDH is probably Life from the Loam, hey? Oh, yeah, definitely. Because it gets lands back and it's still a dredge card. Yeah. Yeah. It gets your lands out of the bin and... Well. We don't necessarily need to play it, though, right? You know, definitely not. I think also one that's underplayed and underutilized in lots of decks is Shenanigans. Shenaniganery. Yeah, it destroys an artifact and has Dredge 1. Yes, it's only Dredge 1, but in a graveyard deck, there's probably going to be a whole bunch of artifacts you want to kill, and maybe now and, you can kill And in a commander ones. game, yeah. In a yeah. commander game, there's going to be artifacts, right? So here's the thing to... Uh, Keep in mind. So wh what is this? These are the instants? These are the instants. How about you you go through and, and read the stuff that people are going to know what it is? Just give us the names of the cards. Arcane Denial, Assassin's Trophy, D-Spark, Frantic Search. That's a card draw spell that untaps lands, so that's mm. a good one. Fracture, Memory's Journey, Thrill of Possibility. Well, hold on a sec. Fracture, I want to highlight Fracture, Prismari Command and Quandrix Command, all new Strixhaven cards. Yes. And during the arc of Strixhaven, we we want to yeah. highlight new cards and say these cards have found their ways into decks. Let's which hit is, them. Which is important. Well, you g g give us a read of Prismari and Quandrix Commands, because they do like 700 things. The command of the Prismari thing is choose two. Deals two damage to any target. Target player draws two cards and discards two cards. Target player creates a treasure token and destroy target artifact. Quandrix command is choose two. Return target creature or planeswalker to its owner's hand. Counter target artifact or enchantment spell. Put two plus one plus one counters on target creature. And target player shuffles up to three target cards from their graveyard into their library. Okay, these are the important two. Okay, on Prismari command, we want to draw two then discard two. Yep. To get creatures into our graveyard. Correct. And on Quandrix Command, we want to target player, ourself, yep. shuffle something from our graveyard into our library. Yes. And Memory's Journey and Croson Reclamation, two cards also in the deck, two mana each. They both have flashback. They're almost the same card. One's blue, one's green. Target player shuffles up to two cards or three cards from their graveyard into their library. And that's important if we mill or dredge a couple important cards from our own library into mm -hmm. our own graveyard. They're kind of like... No, they're not kind of... They're, they're second chance cards is what they are. Yes. They, they're going to give you some redundancy in case you accidentally mill your whole combo and you're like, ah, shit. Yeah. Did we miss any? I think there's a cycler that we missed. That yeah. actually doesn't matter because it's not a creature, but it's Ancient Excavation. Give that a read. Ancient Excavation is... Blue, black, two. Draw cards equal to the number of cards in your hand, then discard a card for each card drawn this way, and it has basic land cycling. Yeah, so that's like that's like just loot and dig and fill up your graveyard type thing. Yeah. Or or you could just suck a basic out of your out of your deck to Hermie D better. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Well, I kinda like that card just in general. It's 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 pretty cool. Yeah, it's a strong card. If you're in a deck that cares about graveyards. And we're playing black, so yeah, and green, and, and and we do care about graveyards in this deck, oh, and everybody's gonna see why. Do. So those are our instants. Let's jump over to the sorceries. Holy mother ass! There's lots of them. Yeah, but there we can blow through these quick. Let's hit them with Ballyged Recovery. That returns something from your hand, and it's a land on the other side, buried alive. This is one of the most important cards in the deck. Yes, this is. Should we call it a tutor? Yes. Tutor three things, but put them in your fucking graveyard. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> baby. Sounds really bad when you say it that way, but it's very important. It certainly is not. Cathartic Reunion. Discard two cards as an additional cost. Draw three. So it's basically draw five. Yes. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's basically cycle a bunch and put a bunch of shit that like is going to be important. When we talk about strengths and weaknesses, I've got a strength here. Chart of, chart of course. Draw two, then discard a card... If you attacked with a creature, unless you attacked with a creature this turn. It's a cool card. And newsflash, we're not going to attack. We want to discard. <laughs> yeah. Cultivate. Cultivate. Dismantling wave. Hey, this cycles for 100. Yeah. AKA <laughs> 8. For each opponent, destroy up to one target artifact or enchantment that player controls for three mana. If mm -hmm. you cycle it, you destroy all artifacts and enchantments. So that's like that's like Decree of Annihilation, kind of. Remember last week when we talked about the cost of versatility? Yep. I feel like this one is a real 
huge like eight to destroy all artifacts and enchantments. There's lots of cards that do that for four. Well, f- yeah, f- four is creatures usually, then five is creatures also, but maybe something else, and six is like everything. Well, fracturing gust does all of this, and you gain a bunch of life, and well, that's tempest that's of the light thing, does right? it for like, three at instant speed, or you get. Three things for three mana. That's one mana per thing that you get. Yeah. Or you get to draw a card and and pay eight. It's like... I guess okay, in white, dr- draw, draw a card four mana. Hey? Draw a card might be worth, <laughs> well, two maybe. Or one. If you just tack cantrip onto a spell, it's maybe worth one or two, depending on the rest mm-hmm. of the effect. And then six to destroy all stuff. That's fine. Eh. Okay. Flux. Flux. Each player chooses and discards any number of cards, then draws that many cards, and we draw a card. And that art is so rad. That's uh, Richard Richard Kane Ferguson. I'm friends with him on Facebook. Ooh. Yeah, he kind of just like he goes out into his yard lots and posts videos of himself just like throwing axes at like stumps. <laughs> kind of <laughs> weird, but you know what? Everybody likes what they like. Farseek. Farseek, gonna get a land. Eerie ultimatum, baby. Read the mana cost real fast. Green, 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 black, 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 black. Close enough. Yep. Return any number of permanent cards with different names from your graveyard to your battlefield. That's a hell of an EDH card, isn't it? Oh, baby. You just get your whole graveyard back, right? Yeah. Because it's permanent. You get, like, lands. You get anything. Yeah, everything. Hull Breach. Destroys a thing. Hunting Wilds. This has kicker? <laughs> yeah. Search your library for two force and put them onto the battlefield tapped then shuffle if it was kicked untap all forests and they all become three three green creature with haste Neat. okay so it's like four to find two which is on on rate and then four more to make all your dudes into dudes sure okay. i mean it works good with uh dried of the elysian grove i guess you can get a whole bunch of, all your forests are now three threes so oh maybe yeah that's okay we have a kadama's reach yeah and a nature's lore and a three visits and a sky shroud claim and a rampant growth that's that's all the ramp, I guess, right? Thrilling discovery. Hey, another new Stronksy Stronksy Haven. Yeah. White, red, gain two life. Then you may discard two cards. If you do, draw three cards. Neat. Hey, yeah. Wargate. Wargate. Search your library for a permanent card with converted mana cost X or less and put it onto the B. And that costs Bant and X. Ah, that's a good one. It's a cool one. Tormenting Voice. Discard a card, draw two cards, which is, again, we're leveraging that to great effect. Very excited that we're playing Traumatize. Oh, yeah. Give you three guesses who we're fucking traumatizing. <laughs> <laughs> this represents reason number three we're playing this deck. <laughs> yes. Traumatize myself, which is target player, me, puts half their library into their own graveyard. <laughs> shit, yeah, dude. That's the shit. <laughs> All right. And the last two are virtually the same card. This is the hook. This is the hook. Living death slash living end. Very much so. Now, what's important, though, and we haven't brought it up yet, and we'll give them a read, target player, they both do the same thing, right? Yeah. Target player exiles... Each player. Oh, sorry. Each player exiles all creature cards from their graveyard, then sacrifices all creatures, and then puts all the creatures from exile onto the battlefield. So what you're doing is swapping the creatures in your graveyard and your library. Graveyard in play. Graveyard and battlefield. Yeah, yes, sorry. You're swapping your creatures in your graveyard with the creatures on the battlefield. Everybody does that. And we've spent the entire game dredging and milling and cycling. And this is like the the hypergenesis or the living end deck of modern yeah. from 10 years ago. Yeah. Living end is the same thing, but it suspends for three and has no mana cost. So with Cody, with Cody, we can add Wooberg. And then use that mana to cast... Nature's Lore. A Nature's Lore. And then we, air quotes, spell Cascade down into Living End because it has zero mana cost. Because we're playing zero instants and sorceries that cost one mana. Yeah. So we've loaded the deck up with twos so we can hit a zero in Living End. Or we could use something like an Eerie Ultimatum and go down to maybe... A, a living end. Living death. Living death, sorry, yeah. So that's the trick. That's the hook, right? We've got one artifact to speak of. And it's Chromatic Lantern. Which is just a mana fixer, right? Yeah. Which and, is important. And that's it. That's the deck. 
I love it. I love this kind of deck. I love graveyard decks. I love combo decks. I love decks that are going to leverage, uh, let's call them some bad cards, some yeah. stinkers. Oh, yeah, right? there's a lot of shitty cards. There's in this a deck, lot of man. shit, right? Now, some questions. Some questions so we can better understand the building of decks like this, and then we'll, we'll maybe use it to lead into strengths and weaknesses. Sure. Is there enough two drops that we're going to want to hold in our hand until late game when we can Cody two drop living end? Is there enough two drops? Because a lot of them were ramp. Uh, yeah, probably. You could probably save one. Okay. Like a removal spell or something that maybe yeah. a blocker. Yeah. Okay. You could just play some more two drop removal to make it more dense, I suppose. But yes. I, I, next question. Are there enough basics for Hermie D based on a lot of our cyclers having land cycling? Are you shitting me? You think there's too many? There's too many. I think there's three forests and then one of every other basic. Too many. I think there should be one forest and you could put other lands. No. And then and it's five is still too many? No. There should be none. <laughs> none basics. Okay. If I go in a game of Commander, green... Tap Hermit Druid. I don't want there to be, oh, I'm going to mill till I get a... I don't want a basic in my fucking hand. I want every single card in my library to go directly into my graveyard. And then insta-win. And then just win. Win. And not with Lab Maniac, like... Yeah, not like a Lab Maniac or Thassa's Oracle, like a chump-ass piece of shit. I'm going to fucking win huge using crappy cycling creatures. That's what I want to do. For the people who say... Oh, what if you mill past your living end? And what if, what if, what if, what if? No, 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 no. That's why we have the Memories Journey and the Croson Reclamation because they have flashback. Yeah. So if you mill those, then you flash them back and you put something like your your living end or living death yeah. into, depending on what's in your hand, you put those cards back into your library. Like the only card in your library is now a living end. And then you cast your two drop or your six drop, whatever it is. You cascade, you spell cascade into the living end. And then you get all of your creatures back. And don't forget, we've got an Urbrask in there. <laughs> yeah. And we've got an archetype of flying. So they all have flying and they all have haste. Yeah. Now, and we have a terror of the peak. So they're all going to do damage equal to their power when they come into play. Very much so. And what we were thinking would be really funny is if this was the case, if you knew the combined power of every single creature in your deck, let's say that number is like 80, right? Sure. There's there's 30 creatures and they all have, you know, four, five, six power. The yeah. combined power is 80. Yeah. Maybe the combined power through attacking plus Terror of the Peaks minus blockers, if they have any flyers, right. isn't enough to kill four players or or three players 120 life what would you do oh dude you what would you do considering one of the cards that you're going to suggest anywhere except the battlefield when your devotion to red isn't five <laughs> is a creature <laughs> yes perforos very much so you get big perf i would put in a crater hoof behemoth baby and then when you do this you're going to come in remember you have that damage doubler too Oh, oh, okay. So 30 creatures are coming into play all at the same time. One of them is Perforos, so each one of them is going to see Perforos. You're going to do four damage per creature, so whatever four times 30 is. Four times 30 is 120. That's baseline. Plus, and now your you're gonna, Crater Hoof Behemoth You're going to resolve the Crater Hoof Behemoth trigger first, Yeah. so then your Terror of the Peaks is going to say, oh, wait, they're all plus 30, plus 30, and then it's doubled? <laughs> yes. So then, now you have 30 times at least 60 damage. Baby. Coming into face. And all your dudes have haste, so you can still attack. And Crater Hoof gives them trample. Yeah. And they have flying. Yeah. Just in case. <laughs> like, and then you, and you can actually go through and figure out that number. Yeah. Everybody's like, well, we, it would be so hard to just figure it out, figure it out, figure it out. No, no, no. You go through, best case scenario, you do the math, and you just write it down, like, on the inside lid of your deck box. Like, yeah. pitchers, like, write down pitches on the inside of the brim of their hat. Yeah. And you just take your hat off and look. Oh, yeah, fuck, the number's 4,000. Yeah. Does anybody have 4,000 life minus creatures that are blockers? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Subtract your blockers toughness. How much is left? 3,962? You're all dead. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the kind of the... Those are the things that I like about decks like this, is you can do ludicrous things because you know what's going to happen each and every time-ish. 
And so you can hit people with like, here's a ridiculous number. Here's this stupid 12 card combo that only works in this particular situation. Yeah, or on turn 16 where you can just Hermie D down to nothing and then win, right? Yeah. Which is totally fine. And, and that's where I was going with like, is there enough two drop spells? Because the two drop represents removal in a lot of cases. And we're going to need removal to get to a point where we just like just flat out have the mana to do what this deck needs us to do. Mm-hmm. Right, and and that is to say, like maybe we had to use our two drops to, to fucking not die or whatever. Yeah. Right, earlier in the game, and then we got to like cascade or, or or find somehow the living, the living death, like the five mana version. When you actually have to pay for. Yeah. So, oh man, I love I love decks like this, and because we have the damage doubler, the haste enabler, and the terror of the peekser. I don't even know if you need something like a crater hoof because we got a damage doubler. That's a creature. Well, yeah, but if you have a crater hoof then you've got more damage that's the crater hoof is only there to add that ridiculousness like if yeah. you're gonna say i have this much damage to deal out do you all die and anybody's anybody's like oh well let me do the math right because yeah, sometimes you're in that situation where somebody's gained a hundred life i've been in games where people have three four hundred life before. yeah when when we play when we play against fu uh, Fu Aiden has the has the Chew Lane deck, but it's only filled with draft commons that ETB and gain a life. Yeah, and he's got like, well, he's got a Thrag Tusk in there, which gains five life, and he'll just blink the Thrag Tusk and get beasts and life gain and Soul Sisters, and he's routinely at a hundred or hundred and twenty life. He's yeah. got all his dice lined up, and it's not like oh, that's an unsurmountable amount of life. And the way the deck is built, you could probably still do that, but I don't want to do math. I want to say you guys all take. I have six thousand damage. <laughs> I have 6,000 <laughs> damage. Does anybody survive that? No. Right? No, That's no. what I want to say with a deck like this. If you're going to call your deck the diarrhea machine, you got to make sure that you're going to shit on everyone. That's what the deck is called. You're right. Yes. Okay, let's let's use this. Let's get into strengths and weaknesses and lean on some of what we were just talking about. Absolutely. Okay. Combo kill in a jank-ass way. Hell yeah. That is a strength in the nation. If you're going to do something with jank garbage using crap, Commons, if, if you want to become it. an elected official in CCO Nation, <laughs> this is the kind of deck you need to run and yes. advocate for. <laughs> this is the platform that you have to run on. <laughs> yes, yes. It's not lies and hate and deceit and hate speech. Nope. nope. Jank-ass 48-card combos <laughs> that use draft commons. Yes. <laughs> okay. Ports a sort of famous deck over from yesteryear of Modern. I dig decks that do that as well. There was there was a deck like this that played the three cost cascade cards and simiate spirit guide and like fast mana or whatever. No, they didn't play fast mana because they they needed Mm -hmm. to cascade from three down to zero to hypergenesis, right? You would hypergenesis in like a big creature. It was hypergenesis or living end, I believe. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So this this is like um like a kind of a famous deck yeah cool and i like that important stuff over from other formats that's how you get other people to play the actual format it's like oh i see you like playing living end in in modern in 2011 you, maybe you like this super sweet edh deck yeah there you go and it has a book for a commander neat okay strength we get to traumatize ourselves. yes <laughs> very important <laughs> Real strength, though. Leveraging downsides on cards that you'd probably play anyways. Tormenting Voice, Cathartic Reunion, those are good cards. Yes. Right? And, and if you can leverage the, the graveyard portion of them. Yeah, and you, when you make the the downside, we'll say, into part of your strategy, that makes good cards into really good cards. Yeah. Final strength, and we'll jump over to weaknesses. It plays a bunch of new Strixhaven cards, which is, again, something that we like to highlight on the arc of... The set that we're talking about. Yes, and they're okay. cards that you can easily come by and get, which is cool. Yep. So that's always fun as well. Yeah, and I noticed that um, j- t- we're using Tapped Out today. They must just auto-populate like the newest version of cards. So the Cultivate looks like the Mythical Archive one and stuff, and the, the D-Spark looks like the Mythical Archive one. It's cool. Although none of the Godzilla cards are Godzilla cards. Mother ass. Which okay. upsets me a lot. Well, moving over to weaknesses. No Godzilla cards. What the fuck? <laughs> Other weakness. Is it too janky? Is it too meme Is there such a thing? <laughs> no. Are you kidding? Have, have you ever listened to the show, Ryan? I, yes, I agree. No, there's no such thing as too meme Real weakness, though, with meme decks or, or jank decks like this that are, that are taking advantage of a trick, let's say. Do they get to be too linear? Do your opponents or, or playgroups figure them out? Do they do the same thing too many times? 
And for something like that, if you play this deck on the regular, you're probably going to see people start running things like uh, Scavenger Grounds or just a general piece of graveyard hate in an artifact. Yes. So you might find yourself wanting to include something like a Crozen Grip to get rid of their whatever. There's no K-Grip in here to get rid of the... I can't think of Tormont's the Crypt. Tormont's Crypt, whatever. Because it gets it, it gets it out of the way and leaves your graveyard intact. Yep. Or a Wasteland for Scavenger Grounds. You can force them to burn the removal early. Yeah, my next actually, my next hit on, on weakness was Graveyard Hate. Yeah, it doesn't protect itself from that hate. That's right. And this is the kind of thing where if you're not doing the best version of this jank combo, you, you won't be able to do it hard enough if you do get mid-game... Uh, bajuked, right? Yeah. You know how, like, when I played Holgak or whatever, and I got bajuked, and I was like, oh, I don't care, I'll just fill up my graveyard again. Yeah. Right? Because I could do it hard enough that I could probably do it two or three times in a game, where this is like you cycle two or three cards per turn, right? You're not even playing, what's the cycle f for cheap card? Fluctuator? That makes cycling cost less? Yeah. That could be an include in here yeah, if you want to cycle harder to rip through more of your deck. Yeah. Right? So that's the thing. But it is a permanent spell, so you can't cast it when you have Cody. <laughs> <laughs> Might be worth it, though. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Something to think about when when making a meme deck. This is our final weakness. No, it's not. There's one more. Okay. This is my final weakness I okay. wanted to highlight. And I just want to... It's a word of caution more than a weakness in that the deck costs nearly $500. Which is like a significant amount of money. Sure. Unless you have a lot of these cards. If you think it's going to be funny and you run it through and it's funny the first time and the second time and maybe the next week and the next week, after that, it's really going to... The, the interest level for you to play, because it's going to do the same thing every time, and the interest level for your opponents to lose in this way is going to drop off very fast. And I see this happen all the time when people get me to like alter cards for them. Hey, can you put this on this card? Can you put this on this card? And I say, uh, was that just a joke that you found funny and you know a guy that does alters and and I'm going to charge you a bunch of money for it and then it's just going to sit in your binder? Oh, yeah, I didn't think of that. Right? And that's what happens with decks like this. So just a word of caution. Yeah. That's exactly what I was going to say. Oh, yeah. Is the, Yeah, it's a deck like this. It's like we've done this before. <laughs> it's, it's one of those diminishing return decks where it's amazing and everybody laughs the first time you do it. Yep. And you're always going to get that reaction when you take it out in public and play it like an, a, a Magic Fest or something. You'll always get that kind of funny reaction. Oh, that's Did you see that Codex home. deck? That, 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 that Cody deck? That holy fuck, that guy just like hypergenesis or whatever? So it's one of those decks that eventually you're going to be playing more for your opponents than for yourself. And in some cases, that's that's fun. That's a good time. But it might be like, okay, I'm doing this. And like everybody else is having I got fun. It. And you're playing along. But at the same time, you're like, well, fuck. I got it. I got it. This is the deck... Once you get back to Magic Fest and in-store playing shit, this is the deck that's filled with jank-ass draft commons. This is the deck that you play unsleeved with just beat-up cards that you found on the table at, like, FNM, after FNM. This yeah. is the deck. Yeah. You yep. could probably find most of the cards here. The land base, maybe not. Cause well, you... let's get into it. The uh, the budget section here, F 493 You could probably cut 100 lands or $100 worth of lands out of here and still be fine. You could probably cut $200 worth of lands out of here and maybe be okay if you've bought a lot of Commander Precons over the years. Although keeping in mind those Commander Precons are full of shit. And well, if what I mean is, is there's lots of lands that provide two or three colors in those decks. True. If you bought the latest secret layer where you're getting shock lands at a really discounted rate, yeah, you could play this deck. Hell right? yeah, you could. So yeah. the, I think tapped out the average price for a bunch of the fetch lands and the triomes are like between 16 and $25, yeah. which is like when you need all of them or when you want to play all of them for symmetry, it's kind of difficult. Yeah. So just keep that in mind. We're not a budget podcast, but... We like to talk about it just because if you're building a meme deck, you don't want to spend five or $600 necessarily. Although right? All of the cards in the high cost bracket in the deck are all cards, with the exception of Hermit Druid, that you will play in another deck. Oh, yeah. So that's good to notice too. City of Brass, Forbidden Orchard, Mana Confluence. Assassin's Trophy. Assassin's Trophy. All of those, Terror of the Peaks, all of those cards are cards that you're going to play in other decks. Yeah. That's why they cost money. And what what else is what else could be important is that sixty one of the cards in this deck are less than two dollars. Yes. <laughs> oh. 
So that's those are all good 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 things to to yeah. keep in mind. And when less than two dollars like doesn't necessarily mean that it's a dollar ninety nine. It means that they're five cents. Yeah. If you went through your store's chaff box, they'll they'll give you two bucks for these. They'll probably say yes. Yes, you could do an advanced search on FusionGamingOnline.com and advanced search for cycling in the text box, and you could find all these cards. You could play all of them because it's a five-color deck. Because why not? Yeah. Yeah, man. Okay. Well, Spice Calculator? Spice Calculator. Okay. So we added it all up. We crunched the numbies. Crunched them. And I want to, right before we get to it, because we had a pretty high uniqueness rating, which is the the number of cards that are different than the stock page on EDHREC.com. Right. Right? The stock page that has like 150 cards on it. Right. How come we're not playing any like switcheroo cards or donate cards where we're donating Cody to our opponents so they can't cast permanent spells? <laughs> right? Or how come we're not playing fractured identity? Where we destroy Cody, then we give all our opponents a copy of it. <laughs> right? Those those are just cute little tricks, right? That that could save you maybe long term. Because Cody only costs three. We could cast him again, right? That's true, yeah. All right. Yeah. That's cute. But 44 different cards. Turns out there are a ton of cyclers that you could play. And yeah. there's a ton on the page, right, for, for Cody. But you punch it all in with an average CMC of 4.33 as if if we're paying that we're paying zero (laughs) to cast the spell that's going to get all our cyclers back 400 lists already 23rd on the list of five color commanders puts them right below tazri beacon of unity and right above the companion gigantha the wellspring yeah the companion as the commander in this case though yes which does basically not the same thing but a similar thing. Yeah. the uh, At the time, 400 list. We punch it all in. Oh, I got to switch up the tutors here because we do actually have two. Yes. But even with two tutors, 50.6 still. Nice. So we just squeaked past the 50 oh, test. We made it. Yeah. And you know what? If you took out like that, if, if you wanted to take out all the basics, Hermy D to the fucking right to the wood, right? Yeah. <laughs> And then you wanted to like crater hoof and and do all the stuff that we said. Right. You could probably do without that. What is it? Wargate. Yeah. And you could probably do without the living or the buried alive. Right. We. I mean, you're allowed one. Well, so I'm just to, I'm think... just thinking like we want hermit druid in place so we can hermit druid with it. Right. We yes. don't want it in our graveyard. So you might want like a demonic tutor. Or yeah. a tutor that'll let us find Hermit Druid right now, put it onto the battlefield, mill our whole fucking life. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that would that would maybe reduce you down to just one tutor to find Hermit Druid, if that's what you wanted. If that was the case, 63.5 spice. <laughs> Those tutors are killers. <laughs> well, and I mean, maybe you need them in a deck like this, because it is kind of a combo deck, right? So, super fun. Yes, I agree. And that's... Part of the reason that's actually the whole reason why we picked this deck. Yeah, played a bunch of our favorite cards Graveyard, Dredge, Hermy D. It does some of our favorite things, which is ludicrous amounts of damage with a stupid ass combo. Draft jank that you found on the floor that's like yeah. keeping a table at the bar from wobbling. <laughs> hey, this guy got folded in half three times, but I can still play it. I can definitely put that in a deck. <laughs> it says cycling. It's sleeve playable. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, with a sheet of like titanium so it doesn't bend right behind the card. If- I wonder if you could ever get a deck where all of the cards are in such bad shape that nobody would accuse you of marking them. Oh, yeah. Like, every card in the deck is so fucking beat up. Well, who who is it? Is it your boy Jason Alt that's got the, the gaunty Lord of Luxury, but he only gets, like, heavily played or damaged, like, washing machine cards? Unplayable. And at Magic Fest, you can, like, shuffle it. And it's got, like, moxes, not moxes, but, like, the moxes that we can play. And uh, like Beta Soul Ring, that's like Sidewalk played in 93. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a thing. You could find it. Neat. Yeah. I'm into it. So what, what do you think? Thank the business daddies. Th- big thanks to Chuck Rogers and all of the Patreon supporters. Uh, final thought of the day? Big thanks to business daddies, FusionGamingOnline.com. They are your source for all your gaming needs. Remember to use special promo code CCOFUSION5 to get 5% off the cards that you're going to buy anyway. Oh, and I got this. Card of the day, got to be Cody. Yeah. Got to be Cody just because he's a 
stupid idiot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you can go. Yeah, use the yeah. promo code. Get your Cody's. He can both be casual like this, and if you do the uh, fractured identity, like you said, you can stack your opponent out. Oh yeah, Staxy instead him. of Cody. Yeah, man. But that's not the kind of stuff we're going to do in this deck today because this deck was built to be fun. Beware of the diminishing returns, but I highly recommend that if you ever come up with an idea like this, do it and build it, even if it's just for the benefit of your friends because they're going to appreciate it, we're going to appreciate it, and it's just going to lead to good times all around, at least the first five, six times you do it. And when we get back to public play, which is what we're all looking forward to, a deck like this is always welcome at any table that I'm at, at least. I assume Ryan as well. Very much so. And most members of the nation, I'm sure, would stand up and say, man, that was that was fucking cool. I'm glad that I lost cool. all those draft commons. Stand up. I would be rock hard if I played <laughs> against or with this deck. So maybe you wouldn't stand up. Maybe you'd stay sitting. Oh, no, I would. you just show it off? Stand up. Yeah, yeah all the glory. Loud and proud, baby. <laughs> <laughs> loud and proud. Just like we're going to be on the next episode of Commander Cookout Podcast. Hit our theme song! (laughs) 